Travel first, and boy, have I got something special for you. Chris Coleman is in a ship. Well, it's on a ship, really, on his way to Hawaii, and you're not really on a ship. I know. You're being lied to here. You are in your home. I, I mean, what, what's <laughs> a picture that is nondescript in the background, half a couch and a smiling face. How do we know that you're on a ship? Right now, you're going to have to take my word for it. Unfortunately, um, I, I try to set up on our balcony. Which look, I'll just I'll do this. Which is behind those curtains. There is a balcony. Okay, just take my word. Unfortunately, I, I, every time I went outside, my computer refused to connect to the onboard internet, which the people at Royal Caribbean have given me for, for to, to, to abuse and abuse for the next three weeks while we're on board, sailing from Honolulu to Sydney. You are blaming the I, IT problems. That's the ultimate excuse, isn't it? Oh, gee. all you IT people, Chris doesn't love you. That's basically that's what he's saying. I'm, I'm blaming this computer. This computer has decided every time I go outside oh. to say no, you can't have the internet. I walk back into the room, it's fine. I walk outside and it gives up. It says you've got a full connection, you just can't use it. But look, at some stage, I promise, in the next couple of weeks, yeah. I will show you plenty of outdoors. Okay, but right now, you have to take my word for it. I'm in I'm in a, a balcony room. On board the Ovation of the Seas, sitting in in the in the uh, at Pier Two B of the Hawaiian International Cruise Ship Terminal, you just have to take my word for okay. it. I, right. uh, and right. over the next couple of weeks, you'll see plenty. But one of the beautiful things about Chris is he's a storyteller. Now, talking about stories, I don't know what you put up with the news that Tom Cruise's next adventure, quite seriously, is going to be with the International Space Station. He's actually going out of this world to bring us his next heroic stunt, whatever that <laughs> might be. Now, I reckon there's a long lead in to this, whenever this is going to be. You've also had a long lead in. In fact, 80 hours before departure, something happens. What's, what's this magic number of 80? Now, now this is something new that I have learned. And I asked if you'd heard about the 80 hours before takeoff rule, and I was delighted to hear that you hadn't. Have you ever gone onto a website, uh, and I don't know whether this applies to all airlines, but certainly for Qantas, it does. Have you ever gone onto an airline and thought, gee, I'd, I wish I could get a better seat than what's on offer? Hmm, of course. Well, the, the trick is to go on to Qantas at exactly 80 hours before takeoff. That is when they unlock all the seats that they tentatively reserve for premium frequent flyers. So people with the platinum cards and so on and the mm -hmm. Chairman's Lounge members who can walk up to a flight a couple of days beforehand and get the best seats that are the, that are in the plane. If they're not taken well, at 80 hours before learn, takeoff... How did you learn about the 80-hour rule? How did you learn... Was exactly oh, I, 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 I have... I have a very good source who said, you're going to love this, you're flying overseas. He said, you're leaving at 7 o'clock on Friday night. On Tuesday at 11 a.m., jump on and you will see a number of seats magically open up. I thought he was talking rubbish. I did it at 11.02 on Tuesday and I scored an exit row for free. When you're my nice. height, six foot one and a bit, an exit row is gold, my friend. Yeah, exactly. So hang on. Where were you and where, where did you get to? Uh, we were in Sydney, or well, well, at the time I was in Canberra, but flew from Canberra to Sydney. Which seat? Which, I mean, like, give me an idea of oh. how far up you were bumped. 
Originally, originally, or if you have a look on the flight map for a, for Qantas for their A330 long haul flight, you'll see row 57 is, is a decent row to be in because that's where the middle section goes from four to three. So you get extra leg room in the side seats and, and extra aisle room. We move from row 57 to row 24. Row 24 has the, the extra leg room because there is an exit around the other side of the bulkhead. So uh, we managed to get that move. Normally, they would charge extra for that seat. So we did that. So that's mm-hmm. one. 80 hours, I believe it applies to domestic and international flights, exactly 80 hours before you take off. So that was the first one. That was a great start to the holiday. They let you the, – the other thing is that even though you're a disreputable man, they, they've actually let you on board the <laughs> aircraft and now onto the actual ship. So clearly there are some yes. – what about the security concerns that I have personally <laughs> about you? You know, that, like, you know, they, they'd ask me to give you a character reference and I'd say, what? Character reference? Tell me about security. <laughs> we managed to lose a tube of sunscreen. And you know and I know when you take a tube of anything or that's bigger than about 100 grams, if it has to go through the main security on your national, it's going to go. Now, we originally had packed three bags, so a, a large bag, a, a medium bag, and a small bag, with the intention of them all going through uh, check-in. What we didn't realise, and this was my fault, was that when you fly to the States, yes, you're allowed 32 kilos of luggage, but it all has to fit in one bag. You can't spread that 32 across uh, uh, two other bags. So while I had a, a medium bag which came in at about 17 kilos and a small bag that came in at five, we couldn't put the small bag through, and that's where the, where the sunscreen was. So we went up with an extra carry-on bag, which was no great hassle, no problem, until we got to Sydney Airport. And we remember a few weeks ago Alan Joyce from Qantas said some travellers are not match fit. Mm-hmm. I, I was not one of those match fit travellers because I forgot that the sunscreen was in the bag and we got through and the bag got sidetracked through the x-ray machine and a lovely lady from security, a lovely lady from security said, what's in there? And I said, oh, there might be a small tube of sunscreen and she's pulled it out and she said, would you call the... <laughs> it was not a small tube. She said, would you call this a small tube of sunscreen? And I said, well, you've got to give me points for trying. She said, no, I'll just take the sunscreen. So, look, we got caught there. To... This goes to your character. You know, a small screen. We're talking about a whale size, right? A whale... I... Look, the least you could have done is smear but yourself. But we were for three weeks. Yeah, well, hang on, hang on. There is a solution. You smear yourself in the sunscreen like... Tup, double, triple layered sunscreen. You sit in the seat looking forward to seeing Hawaii, and by the time you get there, you know, it will have dissipated and it will work perfectly. There's your solution. Uh, alas. Well, it, it, look, you are an ideas man, Alex. I will say that you are definitely an ideas man. But look, the moral, the, there are two morals to the story. Check the baggage limits and how many bags it applies to. And double check what's in your bag. Look, it wasn't it wasn't a huge deal. We bought more sunscreen in Hawaii, so that's all okay. But yeah, yeah we, we got to sit in the airport with with a bag that was slightly lighter because it had lost a couple hundred grams of sunscreen. So, so I just want to clarify all of this though. When you say one yeah. bag with yeah. the United States, so hang on, mm. you're saying I thought you could have two suitcases? Could you not? No, you can't have not two anymore. Suitcases. But well, look, it varies. Check check with your airline. But my okay. uh, every time I've been to the States in the past, it's, it's been two suitcases. This time yeah. it was one suitcase up to 32 kilos. So I could have put half an elephant into my suitcase, okay, and we would have been fine. But because I didn't have a elef- uh, half-elephant-sized two- suitcase and tried to just divide the elephant up into smaller packages, yeah, we got done. We had to carry one as an extra carry-on, which was fine. It wasn't a real problem, except that we lost the sunscreen. If yeah. you didn't allow extra room for duty-free shopping, 
Well, actually, yeah, this is much ado about nothing. It's a tube of a toothpaste, of toothpaste of sunscreen, after all. Okay, so, yeah, you did duty-free shopping at Sydney Airport, I presume, yeah? Look, yeah, duty-free shopping at Sydney Airport. I've got to say, it's been a while since I've worried about duty-free shopping at Sydney Airport. And can I say, and I think it's much the same across Australia now, is that um, duty-free shopping these days, it's not really hugely cheap anymore. It's convenient, certainly. Now, you're allowed to bring on to a Royal Caribbean cruise ship. You're allowed to bring on a couple of bottles of wine. My birthday's coming up. I wanted mm-hmm. to have a nice bottle of wine to have. So we bought a couple of nice bottles of wine, and we brought them on board. We bought them duty-free on the way through. On the way through. Could I have bought them for the same price at a bottle shop in Australia? Absolutely, I could have. Is it more convenient to pick it up at the airport so it doesn't count towards yeah. your baggage allowance? Again, absolutely. So that's what we did there. Um but we got that, and then we went down to uh, to the American Express Lounge. I don't know whether you've um, uh, ever used a private... I know you have actually used private lounges at an airport. Um, the American Express Lounge is wonderful. If you've got an Amex card, you can use it. Um, I will say it's not as exclusive. Oh, it doesn't feel as exclusive as it used to. I wasn't, I wasn't even aware of that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a frequent American Express user, but so they've got a special lounge for anybody or specific cards. It varies from card to card. Uh, so oh, okay. best advice there is to check with American Express on their website. It will say how many, how many times a year, how many passes a year you get. And is, um, it, similar to the lounges, is it similar to the lounges that you would have with the airlines themselves? Similar in terms of quality? From my experience, it's similar to, similar to the Qantas Club lounge. So there, there's, there's constant, constantly available uh, hot buffet of food. There are, there are uh, drinks available, alcoholic and non-alcoholic. The best part is that it is quiet and mm-hmm. you can sit away from the, Madden, from the Madden crowd. They don't make flight announcements, so you've got to be aware oh, of time. Yes. You've got to keep aware of time, and time can pass, but it, it, it is certainly more comfortable than being out in the general terminal area. So, again, if you've got an Amex card... I want to ask a specific question of you. Because mm -hmm. of since COVID, et cetera, how long do you need to leave before you fly out overseas? I mean, what's the desirable time and how did that work out? Uh, For us, we got to Canberra Airport, so we flew Canberra to Sydney. We actually allowed six hours uh, time in case our our, our flight from Canberra had been delayed because there's been a lot going on there. So we'd allowed six hours between landing in in Sydney and and departing internationally, uh, and it went very, very smoothly. They were saying 90 minutes beforehand uh, for people who were coming directly to Sydney Airport. I don't know. I, I, I couldn't do that. I wouldn't be able to trust myself for an international flight to turn up at the airport 90 minutes beforehand and go through. Um, but I haven't what seen any, any six massive hours, advertising. Six hours is a long time, Chris, to, to fill. What, okay, you do a bit of duty-free shopping, but, you know, that may take you half mm. an hour, an hour. And then what, what are you doing in the lounge? I mean, you can only eat so much, and you don't want to be a stuffed pig when you hop on board an aircraft either. Uh, uh, a lot of people watching, a lot of reading, uh, and uh, and in my case, uh, dare I say, actually logging on and finishing off some work that uh, that needed to be done before we departed. So <laughs> there's always things to do, Alex. One of the things that happens, and it depends on your status, shall we say, you can get massages in certain airport lounges and you can get foot rubs and mm. any of that. I mean, is, is any of that available for... Us average individuals? 
no, no. The Amex, well, not, certainly not in the, in the Amex lounge. There is one in Sydney. There's one in Melbourne. So you'll be pleased to know that next time you go overseas. Just uh, check that out. But it, it really is just a place to, to kick back, put your feet up and not be surrounded by quite as many people. Oh, the other thing I did was make sure that all my devices were charged up. So uh, there, there are charging stations all over the place. Excellent. Uh, we've used this lounge before. Uh, a few of the charger points weren't working around the place. I don't know whether they're reconfiguring things or whether it's just that um, they've got a little bit old and tired and broken. So uh, that's something else in there. But I will say the bar service, the hospitality was great. Oh, and if you like, uh, if you like to get a sugar hit before you get on a plane, they do these really nice jars of jelly, jelly lollies, so you can grab those as well. Very good. Uh, I mean, but Alex, there's, there's plenty more to talk about, the, 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 which we will do in coming weeks. But the one other thing I will say, the Qantas mm-hmm. app is very strange. It is a very strange beast. Even though days out, really? we had done all the necessary U.S. paperwork. So we'd done our ESTA to get into the U.S. and we'd done our attestation so that they could look into the character and decide whether they're going to let us in or not uh, and had supplied our COVID vaccination status. Right up to the time we got on board the plane, the app was still saying, enter your details, enter your details. Even though I had actually entered them through the app, the app was still saying, can yes. you enter your, your, your attestation details and your COVID vaccination status? So somewhere in there... There are still gremlins, which are worse and probably more annoying because if you're like me, if you've done a form and then the website says fill in the form, you start to panic and think that your details haven't gone through. I continue do you, do you the details what had here? gone through. Do you what have I done? What you've, done here? You've, gone, you've gone full circle. circle. You, you, you've started by sniping the poor IT boffins <laughs> and you've ended by not only you've dug that knife in so deeply, blood is pouring from their hearts. Chris, it's time for you to go. We, you know, that's it. We'll speak again in a few days' time. We'll hear more about Chris's maddening adventures, and hopefully you and your wife have a wonderful time. We'll speak to you then, Alex, and I'll try not to annoy too many more IT people by eating their hearts out with a spoon because it's dull and it'll hurt more. Well, Sir Anthony Hopkins did a pretty good job of that in a movie, and um, you're just continuing the tradition. Catch you later, Chris. You've been listening to Trouble First. Available at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favourite podcast player. You can also stream on demand at Bytes.com. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com.